We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, and welcome to hopefully will not be our last Friday episode. <laughs> we talked about this last week. We're like, is this going to be the last one? And it ended up not being in a good way. So. I am Shanna. We have Monty here. We have Nathan here who wasn't with us last week. And Nathan, you are going to be so proud of me because we did our hot take predictions and mine almost came true. Mine was that Jair was going to get a pick six. And I was literally, I I was here. What did you say? I was going to say mine, my, my hot take would have been just that they would get a pick six because I, I uh, was in a group chat with my friends and then the day of the game, we were all like, oh, what what do we think our hot takes are gonna be? And I was like, I just gotta feel I it wasn't even I don't think there was like a prompt for it. We just I just randomly came out and said, I was like, you know what, I think we're getting a pick six today. <laughs> and then and then the Jair play happens. I was like, Well, I was close. They almost got a pick six, but whatever, close enough. And then the ne- and then the next drive, I'm like, wait, never mind, it did come true. So I was on the same wavelength as you on that because Look I, at you I, go. Look at I just you. was like, I just had a feeling. I was like, it's Dak, you know, Dak in the playoffs, you never know. And I, it was it was fun to see that happen. Yeah, I was literally screaming because I was watching <laughs> with the guys here at 97.3 The Game. And I was like, holy shit, my pack of day! Oh, my God! Just, like, going nuts. And they're all staring at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, they, should, they obviously should have been listening. They should have known. That's what I said. Yeah. I called them out. And I said, some friends you guys are. You didn't listen to <laughs> with the guys this week. So I was super jazzed about it. It was great to see that. Totally should have been a pick six. It was a travesty in my opinion, but man, what a fun game to watch. Yeah. I mean, there, there was the entire game start to finish was kind of stress-free because we were stress-free going into it. Cause right. The Packers are playing with house money. We talked about all that stuff, but they got up out to such a gigantic lead. It's like, by the time you even started sweating it, which 
we all did, I'm sure, sweat a little bit when they started, you know, they scored those those 16 points and those back-to-back drives. But, like, realistically, yeah, there was no stress at any point in the game, which is crazy considering, again, they were playing one of the best teams in the league and, the you know, Dak Prescott was in the MVP combo all week long. It didn't feel like a, not that it didn't feel like a playoff game, but it just isn't, wasn't the way you're used to playoff games feeling where, <laughs> yeah. again, with Rodgers, it was always like the whole week, it's all I can think about. And then the day of the game, you're just like, oh my God, like I, you know, I, I'm just so nervous. And then the game happens and you're just so stressed the whole time. And this was just like, all right, yeah, Packers play Sunday. Like I'm not expecting them to win, but if they do great, like whatever. And, you know, again, the game comes and it was, it was just crazy to see them look as good as they did. And you don't have to have much stress and, um, you know, not expecting that again this week, but it was awesome to have that uh, against the Cowboys and for them to look as good as they did. Because I did not, I mean, I know I wasn't here last week to do predictions and stuff, but I was talking to Monty before um, we recorded. And I mean, I, th- I, I thought we were going to lose by probably around 14 points. Like I was thinking we're going to wow. give up, we're going to give up 40 plus. And, you know, I think our offense will be fine to keep us somewhat close, but I don't think we'll be able to, uh, to match them as far as what they're able to do offensively. Cause we know how good the Cowboys had been all year offensively at home. And, um, you know, to be up 27, zero and up 48, 16, like that was just unheard of. Like, I could not believe that, um, you know, they were able to do that and look that good on both sides of the ball. You know, they forced the turnovers, which is something that, you know, they needed to do to kind of um, shift momentum. And again, throw the, throw that really, really good offense off their game a little bit. You knew you kind of had, they had to, make a few plays, generate some turnovers, and they were able to do that. And, yeah, just a really, really fun game to watch and one that, you know, I don't think Packers fans will soon forget. Absolutely. I mean, the most they've scored all season, It's it was very, very exciting to see. And, you know, it kind of showed, in my opinion, like, man, is Dak Prescott a fraud? Which leads me to my next question with you guys. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that about Brock Purdy, that he shouldn't be MVP. He's kind of a fraud. The only reason why he's in the discussion is, yeah, he's doing well, but it's because of his weapons. And how do you guys feel about that conversation? Um, I think I do think he's really good. Um, I, I kind of find it funny sometimes where people make the argument, you know, Oh, I'd like to see him without XYZ or on a different team or in a different like offensive scheme. And it's like, I mean, that doesn't matter. Like, why do you need to see that? That's, that's not the scheme. He's in the scheme that he's in and he's playing with the players that he has. I mean, it's, if you think other people could do more with less, I mean, sure. There's an argument to be made for that, but yeah, just, just because, he's perfect for the scheme that he's in doesn't mean he's not very good because that's where he's playing and that's where he's going to be playing for the foreseeable future. So I'm, I mean, he's, he's extremely efficient. So he's, he's definitely someone that, that worries me going into this game. I totally agree with you on that because kind of the flip side, it's what people said about Jordan love. Like, well, now Mm -hmm. he has all of his weapons. Look how great he is. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't have it both ways and yeah. say, well, Jordan Love would be even better if his weapons were there and then say that about Brock Purdy. But Nathan, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, everyone would look good with better weapons and a good offensive line and all that. Like, that's the true with every single quarterback. Um, I mean, you could have said early in Mahomes' career and been like, well, I mean, I know he's not Mahomes, but you could have said, oh, he has Andy Reid, he has Tyreek Hill, he has Travis yeah. Kelsey. Like, you could do that with a lot of guys. And um, But he is very, very, you know, almost perfect for that system. And he has you know, run that system incredibly well this year. Hasn't made a ton of mistakes. He still has game, you know, as any quarterback does, he still has games where, you know, okay, he lays an egg and doesn't look very good. But again, that happens with pretty much every quarterback. You know, you see that the greats do that sometimes. And it's like, um, I've always just, 
I've always believed that he is, you know, one of the better quarterbacks. Um, and, and, and at least this season has been one of the best quarterbacks that I, I don't know if he's the most valuable player to that team. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There's plenty of guys that you could give that um, title to, but there's no question that he is, you know, very good for that team. He's been um, great all season and he definitely helps them win a lot of games because he runs that system incredibly, as uh, Monty said, very efficiently and doesn't make a ton of mistakes and really just does exactly what he needs to do um, to win games. And that's at the end of the day, what everything's about. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's a really good quarterback too. And I, I agree, obviously, like I just said, but um, Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, should be MVP. And how do you guys feel about that with, with, you know, the quarterbacks kind of being obviously the main focal point. Like, don't you think that's kind of tired out and that they should give it to someone else at a different position? Like, let's get nuts. Yeah, there's there's always that discussion. Not always, but in years where there's not like a clear MVP being a quarterback, that has kind of always been, you know, the discussion of, well, it's a quarterback award, unfortunately. But this year, I think it's like an overdrive because the race had been so was so close for most of the year. And I agree. I mean, I, I think it should be Tyree Kill this year and then probably mm. McCaffrey and then probably McCaffrey after that. That's, but, I mean, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just it's just yeah, it's it's always just viewed as the the quarterback on the best team. And again, it, it was Purdy. He was the I think he was the leading odds for MVP before they played the Ravens in, you know, a matchup in prime time. Like everyone was watching. It was on Christmas Day. And then pretty much after that game, he was no longer seen as the MVP and who, and then people said, Oh, it's Lamar in a landslide. So it's just, that's just kind of how it works, unfortunately. But yeah, he, he's McCaffrey certainly has an argument for being MVP this year. Yeah. And I mean, me personally, I've said all season that, you know, I think Bo Melton should be the MVP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes! but, um, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. This, this, this was the year that I did. I, I was more on the train of like, I think it should be McCaffrey. Um, because again, there was no quarterback that really totally separated themselves. And, you know, it's a lot easier to give the MVP to a quarterback when it is someone that, you know, is that good. You know, it, people don't want to, give it to Purdy because it's like we don't really know exactly how good he is you know it's tough to just hand the MVP to a guy like that whereas when Rodgers or Mahomes or you know before Brady like when those guys had good years it was like okay you can give them the MVP because we know who they are they deserve it they're great um this year it was definitely you know and Lamar is very good Lamar is probably gonna win the MVP but it was a year where it's like I don't think anyone's been that dominant at the position that it's like, I really do think that, you know, again, either McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill with how good they were at their position relative to everyone else. Um, they could have easily won that award. I think, yeah, like to me, I think you could like, if you took McCaffrey away and put a different running back in that system, it would impact them more than taking Purdy away and putting a different quarterback in there. You know, not that, not that both of them aren't really good at what they do. Right. Yeah. I just think if you had to pick one, you know, one thing that makes that team go, it's probably McCaffrey. So that would be my pick. But um, again, I'm not trying to take things away from Brock Purdy. Like he's been really good. He's done exactly what he's asked to do, which again is all you can do. So. Okay. So I don't know this exact, the exact, I don't know, dates, I guess for voting for the MVP. Like when does that open? When does that close? Because they announce it obviously before the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I, I, I assume it, I assume it takes, I don't know if it takes place before the playoffs, but I mean, the playoffs aren't, don't count towards it. So that's why I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if they do it even before they start. Gotcha. 
I honestly think they do. I, maybe I could be thinking of MV, or NBA too, because I know in the NBA it's the same thing where you know the playoffs aren't supposed to count, and I think right. the NBA does it where you vote before the playoffs start, so that way it's not like the playoffs aren't even in your mind. You can't have any of that yeah. bias. If, um, if a guy gets bounced in the first round, you're not like, well, I'm not going to give him MVP now. Um, I would, I mean, to, to me, they should do it before the playoffs. Just again, to make sure that you're voting on it at the end of the regular season when it's basically supposed to be done. Um, that's the way I would do it. And I think that's how they do it. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, man, it's too bad if there was still voting, like say Jordan love gets the Packers to like, the <laughs> championship. like, can we start a Jordan love for MVP? Hey, yeah. Like that shows like, Holy crap. He took them all the way there. But that was just wishful thinking. I just like love that little lamb chop. I just next season, next season, Jordan Love MVP. Let's there we go. We'll start it now. We'll start the yeah. campaign now. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So I was looking, do they have to release any sort of like injury report or do they not have to do that this week? Cause I was trying to find that info and I could not find it. They did. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they did list one today. Um, like it was Jair didn't practice, which in Malifleur sounded pretty positive and like upbeat about him, you know, like that, you know, he's going through constant treatment. Um, we'll, we'll see if he can do a little more tomorrow, but like, I won't see it as a big deal if he doesn't practice all week, to be honest. I mean, it's already going, it's already a short week. Um, but then I saw AJ Dillon was in, did not practice. And I think McDuffie also. So it, the, the report is long, just like it was last week, but all these guys that are list, listed with every little thing, other than like those three guys I just said, all were participating in some shape or form. So it, I don't think there's any big surprises coming out of that yet. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, no disrespect to AJ Dillon. It's fine. You can... <laughs> we got it. I- I would much rather have him this week, though, because um, I, I, I was going to bring this up anyway, but th- it's a good segue into it. Like, I don't think the Packers are going to be able to get away in this game with Jordan Love only throwing 21 passes. Like, the the Niners defense is obviously a completely different animal than the Cowboys, but I, I, I would like Dylan just because I feel like they are – I don't, I don't want Aaron Jones taking that punishment all game from, you know, the, the Niners linebackers are a completely different world than the Cowboys. Like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw will they'll be in the backfield all day if the offensive line isn't um, on their top game. So I think you need at least two backs in this game, and I would like the other one to be A.J. Dillon just because of the physicality. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect – I mean, I don't expect Jones to continue his – he'll probably have a good game, but I don't expect him to keep putting up, you know, 20 for 120 um, against a defense like this. If he does, great, but, like, I just – I'm not going to go into this game expecting that to happen. Um, you know, last four games, 21 for 118 and three touchdowns, 22 for 111, 20 for 120, and 21 for 127. So he's been on a tear. But like you said, you want to have um, ideally a- another running back there that you're not – you know, forcing it to be all Aaron Jones and you're not, um, you know, and then the other, the other running back, if you are to give Jones some rest is AJ Dillon. Um, so that would be an ideal scenario where Dillon can play and, you know, maybe, um, and, and as you say, you're not going to be able to get away with not throwing the ball as much. You're not going to be just giving it to, to Aaron Jones in a 20 point blowout where you're just asking him to um, kind of run the clock for, you No, it's going to be, you're probably gonna have to throw a ton and then your runs are going to have to be, you know, they're going to be more important runs than they were probably even last last week where a lot of them were in the second half when you have a big lead. Um, these ones are going to be, you know, you might be trailing, you might be in a close game. So I think having Jones fresh, I know LaFleur loves to kind of give him in the middle of the game, give him like one drive off where he just kind of gets rest and then and then he comes back in and he tears it up again. Um, so I think having that, you know, could be could be beneficial for them this week in a game that you're expecting to be definitely different than last week. I just, I don't expect them to be playing with that type of game script being up, you know, pretty much the whole way. I don't know. I got a feeling. I got a feeling an upset is going to happen. I don't know. You think they're going to be up as much as they were last week? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Last week, it was just like run out the clock in the second half type of thing. They obviously had to. Yeah, garbage time was like two drives into the third quarter. Yeah. I don't don't know. I got the feeling. I got the feeling. 
that they're that they're going to win. It's not going to be by a lot. I feel like it's going to be like one of those, oh, my God, you're watching it and you're pacing and you're sweating and you feel like you're going to throw up games. That's the way that I feel about Saturday. I don't know. I'm going to go with a win this week, I think. I mean, the, the 49ers, I mean, again, the Packers were playing with no pressure last week, even less pressure this week because I'd – you had a couple of people sprinkle in here and there that they could have seen an upset. I don't really know if you're going to have any of the, you know, talking heads predict one this week at all. Um, but it's one of those things where the Packers won last week by being able to lean on Aaron Jones and having such a good run game. And this offense has shown that they can win in multiple different ways. So like Nathan was saying, he's expecting to have to throw the ball a lot. I think that's fine for this week if they can do that because the the Niners defense is they have an outstanding D line, an outstanding set of linebackers. But if you can protect, their secondary is not very good. And the best player in their secondary is hurt. Hufunga got hurt earlier this year. He's an IR. So they don't really have a great secondary. So it's kind of like when teams play the Packers, if if you can block up their pass rush, I mean Jordan Love is playing better than literally anybody right now uh, at quarterback. So if he has that kind of time, he's going to find guys that are open. And I think guys are going to be open a lot on Sunday. It's just, uh, excuse me, on Saturday, just all going to matter if they can protect him or not. Yeah, I do. I do expect this to be a pretty high scoring game. I mean, I don't think, you know, I think the Niners will be able to put up points in our defense, of course, um, being one of the best offenses. And then the Packers just being how red hot they are and how hot love in this passing game are. As you said, I think if you can protect at least well enough um, to let guys get open, I think, yeah, they'll be open. I think there will be some chances to to make some plays. Um, You know, these are basically the top two offenses in the league since week nine, um, since, you know, the back half of the year. These have been the top two offenses. These have been kind of statistically the top two quarterbacks in terms of just like getting the job done and everything. So, I mean, Love has 21 touchdowns in one pick over the last nine games. He's obviously just been red hot. And um, yeah, I mean, that's an Aaron Rodgers kind of stretch. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Like 21 and one is insane Um, to, and again, for a first year quarterback to not turn the ball over at all is just unbelievable. And I mean, I hope I'm not jinxing him. He doesn't throw four (laughs) picks on on Saturday, but um, just, I mean, regardless to, to go this long of a stretch, you know, playing this well and having the offense look this good. And now, you know, again, these last few weeks with Jones back, they've looked even on another level where they put up, you know, back-to-back 30-point games. They looked really good in that Bears game despite not putting up a ton of points. And then you put up 48 on the Cowboys. Like, this offense has been legitimately great um, and ever since getting Jones back. So I expect the, the Packers to still be able to put up some points as well. I think this should be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, both of these teams have the most 25-plus yard plays in the league this year. Niners have the most, Packers have the second most. So it could be some explosive plays as well. And the one thing that I really, really liked last week that I hope happens again, and, you know, it's literally a coin flip, but if they win the toss, take the ball again because yeah. you're, playing, you're playing with no pressure. It's like I always got sick of when the Packers, and, it, you know, sometimes they lost the toss or whatever, but when they would defer in a game like that and it's like, the other team will go down and score, and all of a sudden you're playing from behind the whole way. And it's like that's not how you play a game like this, especially when you have no pressure, when you're just like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're the underdog here. Take the ball. If you can go and score like they did, and they had a long drive to score with like eight minutes left in the first quarter. They took up half the first quarter. All of a sudden, okay, you know, you're now putting the pressure on them a little bit, or even more so, I guess, than, than it was to start the game and forcing them to play from behind a team that was expecting to kind of play with the lead the whole game. 
and keeping their offense on the sideline for the for the first part of the game. Like I would love to see them do that again. Um, they, they had a perfect perfect start to the game on uh, Sunday, and if they could win the toss, get the ball again, um, go down and score, even if it's a field goal, I don't care. Like just put a little bit more pressure on the on the Niners, make them play from behind a little bit, get them a little bit uncomfortable. Like that's how you kind of for like force an upset and and kind of just change the game a little bit is to to score first and kind of punch first. Yeah, I mean that was their longest drive of the year, which was just crazy. I think it was like seven fifty two or something. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they they milked the entire clock that first quarter. Yeah. And yeah, this this is one of those where again make make the team that has the pressure on them feel the pressure as early as possible because yeah. kind of kind of like Nathan said. I mean, you guys remember when when the Packers were in the position that the Niners are in right now, like they're, they're the favorite, they look great. They like they're the best team. There's that weight of expectations. Just like, like when the other team would come out on the field first and put their offense out there, we're like, Oh, great. Like, you know, when the Packers get behind, it seems like they try to chase those points on with, with every play and all that. So just like last week, I mean, when they, after they were up 14, zero, like, they're the monumental amount of pressure on the Cowboys just immediately amplified. Like McCarthy felt more pressure to call, like to coach a good game after that. Dak was playing nervous. It, it felt like every pass he threw after that was like he was wincing when he was throwing him, like with his eyes yeah. closed almost. So yeah, if, if you can do that, if you can, if you can get up on it on a team that's not used to playing from behind, like we've only seen the Niners with Purdy, trail by double digits for an extended period, probably basically in that Ravens game. And, and I think they lost, they had a three game losing streak earlier in the year, I believe. And yeah, they did. Yeah. Like when, when, when they get behind, that's, that's not their game. They would rather be able to use McCaffrey a bunch of different ways and milk the clock. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of those You're, I mean, again, were they a nine and a half point underdog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is one of those games where you wonder, Right. If it's close late and the Packers get the tying score, like, do they go for two instead of like yeah. taking the extra point? I mean, maybe Carlson. since we don't know what the yeah, Carlson Anders is going to do, like, yeah. I, you know, it, it's hard for me to like be that upset over a missed extra point where he made five other ones. Yeah. Also made his field goals and they won by like four touchdowns. So like <laughs> for sure. But like we were talking about that today at work. Like what if it had been close, down? though? Yeah. What if it comes down to like a missed field goal or a missed extra point from Mr. Carlson? What are we doing here? He he did he did at least get that that the coach still believes in him because the Malafleur is explicitly asked about it today. He said we're confident, like we don't have any interest in like bringing anybody else in. So like, but I think his confidence will more show by what they do in the game, right? Does he let him kick a fifty-three yard field goal, or do they go for it? And it's like a fourth and seven or something like that. So that that will be very interesting because, like we all said, we expect this game to be closer. So maybe yeah, in a game like this, that extra point makes you sweat a little bit as the game goes on. Okay, so before we get to our score predictions, hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. What are your, your hot takes this week? Um. I got to think. I got to think. Give me a sorry, second. Sorry, Monty. I was saying it as you were saying it, so I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, you're good. I, I had a couple in my head. I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to go with. Okay. But now you have time I, to figure it out. I'm going to say he's been – so he's been pretty quiet the last few weeks. Not that he's played bad. He's just been, like, a little bit quiet. And this is a game where he has to play well. 
So I'm going to say Rashawn Gary is a two sack game. We remember how well he played against the Niners last uh, two years ago in the playoffs. He took over the entire game, basically. Um, the, the Niners right tackle isn't great. Um, obviously, we're not going to – we don't need to mention Trent Williams. He's extremely good. He's probably one of the best left tackles of all time. But the right tackle is not great. Gary has been quiet. You know, like, we all know how much fire and passion he plays with. He's still a leader on this team. So, I'm saying a two-sack game for Gary. Okay. Nathan, prediction? Um. All right. Well, this is not really based on anything, but this is just based on vibes, okay? So, <laughs> last – and it was kind of how I predicted last week. Like, I was just like, yeah. you know what? Like, we're going to get a pick six. Special teams touchdown. Somehow, some way, we get a special teams touchdown to flip the game, and that just that that I don't know something something crazy like that happens to all of a sudden, um, you know, kind of wherever the game's at, that'll kind of change the game. And not saying it'll get them to a victory, but it'll be something that is a big moment in the game, and all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, you know, that just a, a Nixon kick return would be insane. Yeah, in this yeah game. something like something like we're down we're down fourteen and all, and you're like, okay, well this game is pretty. Oh wait. Nope, never mind. Kick return touchdown. We're right back. That'd be amazing. Something like that, you know? I don't know. I just okay. I got a weird feeling. Weird feeling. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like the vibes. I'm gonna go because I'm obsessed with him. I'm gonna go a 20 plus yard touchdown from Mr. 80 Bo Melton. Because barely did anything last game. I know Christian Watson was back in, so like obviously that's a factor, but I believe in Bo. I believe. Bo leave it or not. That is my I mean, how crazy is it that we had a game where the offense scored 41 and Jaden Reed had no catches. Christian Watson had one catch. And yeah, I mean, it, that was the Romeo Dobbs game. So that that's, that's one thing that's so dangerous about how well Jordan Love is playing is so yes, last week was the Romeo Dobbs game. Like this could be the Christian Watson game. This could be the Jaden Reed game. This could be the Dontavian Wicks game. Like, the last time these two teams played, the Niners were just like, hey, what if we just totally focus on Devontae Adams and I bet Aaron Rodgers won't throw the ball anywhere else the rest of the game. And, like, he basically didn't, like, after that Mercedes Lewis fumble in that game. So you can't zero in on any one guy on this offense right now. And when you can't focus on one person and the quarterback is – constantly making the right decisions. Like that's why I, I do think they're going to put up points. So yeah, this could be the bull mountain game. Let's go. <laughs> and I do, I, again, I like that prediction. Cause as I said before, the, um, you know, these two teams have the most explosive plays in the league this year. So, or 25 plus yard plays. So there could be some big plays in this game. And so to predict, Mel, I think, I think there could be a, you know, a couple 25, 30, 30 plus yard touchdowns in this game. So I like that prediction. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so score predictions. What are we thinking? You know, uh, who do you think is going to win? Give it to me, Monty. So I'm not going to, like, I'm I'm totally predicting with my head, not my heart. Because <laughs> well, we've just been talking about there's absolutely a path for them to win this game. Yeah. Um, we've said all year, like, it's it's gone in stages, right? Like, we just hope they're competitive. And then – well, it seems like they could make the playoffs and then they make the playoffs and it's, well, they're just, they're lucky to be here. Even if they lose, I'll, I'll feel good. So they've already overcome so much. Like I'm not going to sit here and say it was all great, but there's no way they can do it this time. Like they definitely can. It's just, 
I think this says more about what I think about the 49ers than what I think about the Packers. Like, I think the 49ers are just extremely good. Like, it, they're not un- un- unbeatable juggernaut or anything. But, I mean, this is a this is a coaching matchup that Matt LaFleur very rarely wins. Um, the, the, the one time he has won it was, you know, that COVID year game, which didn't really count. Like, nobody played in that game. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just think... Kyle Shanahan kind of has our number. Um, he definitely has Joe Barry's number. I know they played well, obviously, in Lambeau last year. but um, So I do think the Packers are going to look better than most people will give them credit for. I think they score 26. Um, so I'm going to go with 26-31 49ers just because I'm, I'm not sure the pass rush can win enough to make up for the deficiencies when you're trying to guard, you know, so you just say, okay, we'll put Jair on Brandon Ayuk. Okay. But then who guards Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfields, you know, who guards George Kittle going over the middle. Uh, You still have Debo Samuel. It's just, there's too many pieces. I feel like where the Packers have to play another perfect game. And I don't know if I can pick them to play two perfect games in a row. Yeah. Very fair. And, um, I, I have the same type of feelings of, I mean, I, it has nothing to do with my um, feelings on the Packers. It's more just how good I think the Niners are. You know, that's the team that for most of the year, I've kind of said, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl or I think they're the best team in the league. Um, I think they're just, they have so many weapons. They're so explosive. They, you know, both sides, they're very balanced. I just have always kind of predicted that that's probably going to be the team that makes it all the way. And so I am picking the Niners. I'm going to go, 38 27 you know i do again i think it'll be pretty high scoring i think both teams will put up points i just don't trust our defense to be able to stop them consistently with all those weapons and with you know just how well they've looked over the last you know again back half of the year even um brock purdy's playing really well it's just i don't know if i i don't know if i believe in brock purdy to make the big mistakes like i did dak prescott because we've seen it so many times from dak is just he yeah makes those type of that he can throw picks and all of a sudden the, you know the cowboys just are a team that you kind of believe okay maybe they can choke i don't believe the same thing about the niners and as you said the coaching matchup has not been one that's been favorable so i am picking the niners um and i think you know again the packers will put up a fight this will be a pretty close game throughout but i think in the end the niners are just a little too much and that is going to be my team that i i think wins the super bowl that is very interesting though because we talk you know like the niners have been off for two weeks um i mean pretty much three weeks they didn't play their starters in that last game so i mean they've had three weeks off they have all the pressure and this is kind of brock purdy's like he got hurt the nfc championship game last year so i mean he's still a relatively inexperienced playoff quarterback also um so i i think he's the real wild card here because you you never know like jordan love i think his best attribute you can you can say as a quarterback is that he never loses his cool and he's always very poised. Yeah. So I don't think he would feel any of the pressure anyway, even if the Packers weren't seen as such an underdog. So I think mm-hmm. that's a that that could be like one of those intangible uh, advantages. Yeah, if, if we do win this game, it I I would bet that it's because Purdy has you know at least two or three turnovers um like he did against the ravens like yeah and really yeah. just kind of okay like the pressure gets to him and you know again the packers are just able to to get some pressure on him but i like to me i'm not again i, I it's hard for me to predict that 
Um, I think we had a really good week last week. I just, as you said, it's kind of hard to predict them to play two perfect games in a row. Um, they haven't played many perfect games all season before this one. Like it's been a lot of, you know, okay, good for part of the game, bad for part of the game, or, you know, one side of the ball is good. One side of the ball is bad. Like that was kind of the first time they've been really, really good on both sides of the ball um, in, in a while, or at least, you know, it just hasn't happened much this year. So it's hard for me to say that they're going to do that again uh, against the, uh, you know, best team in the league. So I will predict a loss, but yeah, I think there is a chance, you know, again, I, I don't think this is a game that's not winnable or anything, you know, at this point in the season, when you're playing as hot as they are, any game is winnable. You know, you, this, this is just about being hot at the right time and, you know, hoping that something crazy can happen and you can win a game. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we keep referencing the game from, I'll keep referencing it from 2021, right? The, the weather ended up being an equalizer, you know, the, the myth that the the pack weather is cold and snowy like that hasn't been holding up. So, but that brought the, the competition level down it, even the playing field a little bit more um, this week. It's been like really wet and rainy um, where the game's going to be played and the field could be kind of, kind of messy. Um, if the, you know, if the, if that weather hits during, during the game or, you know, they're playing in damp conditions in the football, like, you know, you're gripping a wet football, the, the Packers now are on that receiving end of leveling the playing field a little bit more due to the weather condition. So that, that will be something to watch too. I feel like. I wanted to pick the Packers <laughs> win, but now how you're saying, like I'm thinking with my mind and not with my heart. So. Hmm. I mean, we, we all picked them to lose last week. So yeah. If so, anything, let's keep that going. Like, like I want to <laughs> get wild with it. Like I want to get wild and you know what? I'm going to get wild with it. I am going to do all the go pack, go vibes, go pack. You're going to win this go vibes. And I'm going to say Packers 38 Niners 35 final answer. I really stewed about it. I don't know why 38 is in my brain for one. That'll, of be, games. that'll be like an all time classic game. Yeah. If it's Jordan Love takes down the number one team, yeah, 35, that'd be sick. That's yeah. what I, I don't know. Why. Does it end, does it end on a game winning field goal or what? Um, for the Packers, um, I, no, I think that it's going to be like a, okay, they can get down there and they can kick a field goal to tie it up, to go into OT. So the Niners are driving? Yeah, but then they don't. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. don't. And Rashawn Gary gets his second sack of the game and Brock Purdy is out. Boom. Not, not, not hurting him because we're right, not, yeah. not going to put those vibes yeah. out there. Yeah. I'm saying runs out of time. He's sad. Yeah. Boom. That's what I'm saying. It's my Disney fairy tale ending. And I'm putting it in there. It would be okay, crazy so- for really quick. It would be crazy for um, like, I'm just thinking about like for love to be to, to, for love to beat the Niners after Rogers couldn't for all those seasons. Of, yeah. like, us being so close. And the Niners were always a team to take us out. And it's like, man, they just can't get past that team. Um, it'd be crazy for Love right away to do that. Yeah, that he's then, the secret. He was the secret behind it. Aaron so Rodgers, MVP, whatever. George. Let's say okay. So let's say it does end up being thirty-eight, thirty-five, and the Packers win. Do you still want? Would you still say that we should keep Joe Barry if they beat the Forty ers Okay, that's a tough question because there were so many games where it was like F Joe Barry, get him out of here. I mean, the defense has looked better, but is it because of Joe Barry? You know, like, it's kind of like, 
what 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 has happened to make them better? I mean, we're always talking about the offense being incredible. Like, were they the ones that were saving the day? Should we keep Joe Barry or should we like get rid of him? Um, and I know that people were kind of hoping that we would lose, not myself, but friends of mine. They're like, let's just lose so we can get rid of Joe Barry. <laughs> Um, which is not Y'all going to beat the Cowboys though, no matter what I feel like. Yeah. That, that game, everyone was like, this is such a great feeling, but Joe yeah. is going to have a job. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they win, you keep him around and see what he's got next season. But I know a lot of people will not like that take. And I get that. I don't like that take either. I don't like it coming out of my mouth because it, he's proven that he's not great at his job. So I think they would keep him around. I think Matt LaFleur is so scared to make moves that I think he would not do it, but maybe next season he would finally be like, all right, we're, let's get this guy out of here. I think, okay, so my personal opinion is I think they will keep him if they make the Super Bowl. So not if they make the yeah. NFC Championship, but if they yeah, go like, all the way and they play the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they if they actually make it to the Super Bowl, I'm I think I would also say – Sure. Like, I don't mind keeping him because at that point you will have beaten the Cowboys. Great offense. The Niners. Great offense. If you end up playing the Lions, they have a good offense or the Bucks. That's an offense where the where Baker threw a perfect game at Lambeau Field. And yeah, so you will have gone through good offenses at at, you know, when teams are playing their best in the playoffs. But I, I think, yeah, if. I don't think if they lose this weekend or they lose the NFC championship game that he comes back for for me. And I'm not saying this isn't my prediction, but for me, it depends on how it happens. Like if they could, if they got to the Super Bowl, but it was because their offense was putting up 40 and their defense was giving up 37. Like all that. Then I'm like, eh, like I'd rather just get them out of here and whatever. But if they, if they really do step up defensively, these next couple of games and get to the Super Bowl and they're only allowing 20 points and really, um, shutting down some of these good offenses, then yes. And I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't shut down the Cowboys. I mean, they were down, they were up 27-0. It's not like that game was, I know the Cowboys put up 32, but it wasn't necessarily that bad defensively. So Yeah, no, the, um, the, the, the game's not close on the scoreboard and it's not even, it wasn't even close to what it looks like. like yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So for me, it depends on how it happens. That's That will determine what I think they should do or what I'm okay with them doing. Like, I don't know. As of right now, if they lost a normal game, you know, 30 to 23 on Sunday or on Saturday, I would say I think Joe Barry should be gone. But, um, you know, again, I'm not – I'm open to people proving me wrong. You know, I'm not going to have – Yeah, if they, keep, if they keep playing well, I'm not going to say they should – Yeah, like I hate when people like, just have something in their minds and they will never move off of it. And it's like – yeah, you can be proven wrong. Like you can, if, I mean, if they prove wrong. Love. Look at Jordan. Yeah, love. exactly. We I did not believe. Yeah, I was not firmly believing in Jordan Love at the in halfway through the season. I wasn't happy with Matt Lafleur at halfway through the season. But yeah. it's like, hey, they proved me wrong. They showed me that they were better than I thought they were. And so, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, Twitter was there were people annoyed that it was like twenty seven zero at halftime because they were like, oh great, Joe Barry saving his job. Like, like. Yeah, the the defense is playing well. Like that's a good thing. Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't be upset that they're that 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 unit is playing well. That's what's going to help you win the game. So yeah, for sure. Well, I hope that the Packers go all the way because I want a Packers Bills Super Bowl. I mean, obviously because that'd be nuts in Vegas. Like <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Because number one, obviously, I want my my Bills and my Packers to go to a Super Bowl. Number two, it would be the drunkest Super yeah. Bowl. Of all time, Bill. Those, those two, 
those two fan bases in Vegas together is that's like would a anyone remember emergency. the game? Would anyone remember the game? <laughs> yeah, no. seriously. They would just black out and throw themselves through tables that are on fire <laughs> and ridiculous. Throw well, they can't there, but the snowball confetti was my favorite at the last game. But um, okay, well, I'm going go Paco all the way. So I, I should put money on this. So, <laughs> money line, take the money line. Throw yeah. your pri- throw your prize picks picks in for all overs for the. Bull Melton over. Take yeah, it. whatever the Bull Melton is, you're, you're hitting the over. Three That's touchdowns, Bull Melton. Take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Bo. Um, okay. Is that all we have for today, boys? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Well, as always, you can find us on all the socials. Um, I am Oh Hey, it's Shanna. Monty, I don't know what your name is this week. I know it's always, <laughs> but I don't know what your your. Yeah, my uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore U-R-G-E-S-O-N. Oh, you're one now. I thought it was my name, and I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, no, it's it's Shanna Hannigan's right now. It's fitting for this week. <laughs> I looked at it real fast, and I was like, okay, we're friends, but, like, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that my name is on your Twitter. And then I'm just at my name, Nathan Marzian, all one word. Perfect. All right. And as always, go Paco. Go Paco. Bye.